Welcome back, Pattern Ones, to episode 19 of the JMR Podcast. I'm your host, Jelani, aka Jedi Master Rin, and I'm going to take y'all on a trip to a galaxy far, far away. On tonight's journey, we'll discuss new info from a certain game studio's new game, touch base on how the first look at Sonic Frontiers went, and finally, go over Screen Rent's list of 10 video games gamers love to hate. If you like what I'm doing here, as I say every week, guys, please rate the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to help support the show and reach more Padawans. You can follow the show on Twitter at the JMR Podcast to get any updates on the schedule changes or when a new episode has been posted. There are also links for you to send in a hologram audio message to be featured on the show as well. So, because I am a Zox ambassador, I want to spread the love of Zox to all of you. So, you can use my code JELANI40328, that's Jelani40328, at Zox.LA to get 10% off your new favorite strap. Again, guys, full disclosure, this is not a sponsorship. I just really love this brand, and I opted to be a part of this ambassador program. So, that's why I am trying to give you guys this 10% off your first order for one of these straps, just to see if you guys like it. Now, let's jump to hyperspace. Alright guys, so I'd first like to get into my Jedi trainings for the week, and before I get into that, I'd like to first say that this is one of the smoothest jumps to hyperspace that we've ever had. Alright, so, back to my trainings. Um, you know, I have been trying to play a little bit of um, the classic games. So, because the Trophy Room has their Road to Greatness coming up, and the game that won is the um, Ape Escape game, I decided to download that and try to jump in there a little bit. So, I... You know, I actually never played this game, so, and I knew I hadn't, obviously, but um, I, you know, it's one that, again, I've heard many, many things about and how uh, just unbelievably fun and iconic it is to the PlayStation 1 platform and everything like that, and I just, you know, playing it now, it is very awkward and very, not awkward, but it just, I'm confused as to how this one passed me up, because it seems like a game that would have just been, and it's not even up my alley, but just a game like a kid game like a very kid kid game that I could have gotten into and again I, I'm not that far into it so it might have it I might be a little bit more in-depth you know where it's deal, like the story at least but I feel like at least the gameplay of it it's not like a not Mario you know it, it does have some kind of platforming elements because you're, you're jumping on to different platforms and stuff like that but it's not you know it's not a legitimate platform you're just going around you're trying to capture these monkeys that's the whole entire uh point of this and the premise of it and why you're doing it is that the there is a monkey that's gone rogue and he i guess he broke he didn't break mind control their mind control device but he made them conscious the other monkeys conscious of like what's going on and he told them that hey you need to work for me so we can try to take over the world basically so we're trying to stop this this evil monkey and his army of monkeys from taking over the world and it's you know whatever it's fine and but then they go back in time so now this is all happening in prehistoric times and i'm sure we're going to fast forward in time as you know the playthrough goes on but or as the story goes on but you know it's it is still interesting and i you know i did enjoy it you know for the time being which is odd to say you know and i did enjoy my time with siphon filter too the time that i did play it so uh, you know, I, I'm not a huge... I don't usually go back to classic games, especially, like, PS2 generation. I Again, I, I my cutoff is 360, and even then, I it's, like, seldom. And I, it still is seldom, but 
the fact that I can go back and still appreciate these games is something that I am enjoying, and that's that's something that I want to continue to happen as they add more of these classic games that I haven't been able to try. I know that this is never going to happen, but I would really hope that they put that Spider-Man game that was on the PS1 on here. Like, I I really do, because that if they do that, I'm telling you, I, I might platinum that if they do, because, I mean, Ape Escape has trophies. So they are putting trophies in, and I'm sure it's probably based on the developer and if they want to or not, but they're, you know, we're, we're seeing some of these classic games have trophy support. So if they do come back and they can somehow get, I mean, they got Toy Story 2. And that's why I'm thinking like this, it could, we could, we may be able to see it. We may be able to, but I know that, I mean, it's all Disney. Now that I'm saying it out loud, it's all Disney. Spider-Man is under them. They're, I mean, technically, you know, I don't like the video game rights. I'm pretty sure it's under them. It should be because Sony just has movie rights, media rights, and not even media, just movie rights. So it's, you know, I really hope that Sony can get that leg up and really pull that out. But I don't think anybody's really crying for that. And I don't think anybody's really talking about it. But again, who was really crying for Toy Story 2? Hey, listen, I'm not saying I'm not appreciative that they got Toy Story 2, you know what I mean, at the jump. But I'm just saying, I don't know who was begging and pleading for Toy Story 2. I feel like that those, I feel like more people would be pleading for Spider-Man as opposed to Toy Story 2. But I don't think there's anybody really pleading for either of them. That's my point. That's the real overall point. So to see them get Toy Story 2, which seems like it's more of a niche game and a niche market to kind of go after, I feel like going after a Spider-Man game in that same market would probably serve them a little bit better than going for Toy Story. But we are going to have to wait and see how everything plays out over the next few months. Because I'm telling you, I, I, you know, I feel like at least with, with, you know, within the year, next June, PS Plus, this new PS Plus is going to look completely different. And it's going to look wild. I really do. I think they, I think they do have a really good foundation with what they've started with. And it's just giving them room to grow. And we have to allow them room to grow. But the next game that I got into this week, I got into, well, two other ones. And one of them is, you know, we'll go on, we'll, we'll touch on the one that I, that, that I did go back to because it's leading, I went back to it because of the game that I really got into this week. Uh, so it is the Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order, man, I see in that trailer over and over again for Jedi Survivor, I really just had to go back and be in that world and I decided, you know what, I want to start from the beginning and I want to see Cal's story again. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm starting from the jump and that way I can kind of get my, you know, my feet wet a little bit and get my groove and, you know, kind of relearn and reteach myself because I don't remember all of the controls in that game, especially not, you know, if I go back to my end game save where I've got all of the abilities unlocked. I really don't remember, you know, all of what I was able to do. So just throwing me in there with everything is going to be difficult. I'd have to be, stay, you know, waiting in the menus and stuff like that. And I don't want to do that. I, especially when I want to see his story again, might as well just start from the beginning. So I decided to do that. And I've, man, I absolutely adore this game. And I do want to get the Platinum. And I want to say that's the goal for this playthrough, if I can get through it is trying to do a platinum run so then that way I can kind of you know get that off of my chest before uh Jedi Survive or Jedi Survivor comes but 
you know, I, and I have to, that's the thing. Like, I love this game so much that I really have to. It's just, the map is so hard and tedious to kind of see where you're going. And they, you know, just trying to get all of these collectibles while you're trying to navigate through using these, you know, environments, using that map, it is a pain in the butt. It is for real. Like, it's just, it's, it's unbearable. And I really just need to overcome it. I need to pull out a guide and just, you know, try to see if that can help me through it. Because again, I do want to get this before Survivor because my goal is to get Survivor because I guarantee that kind of stuff is going to get ironed out with the second one. And I'm really looking forward to see what they do with that one. Obviously, we did, we kind of touched on that last week. So, you know, I'm very excited about it. And that's kind of why I went back. But that's not the only reason I went back. So this is the big one. It's the one that this is what took all of my Jedi focus this week. I had to tap into the Force to try to get this one. And to try to get through this one. And that is Demon Souls, guys. I took the plunge. And I went into Demon Souls. Now, was I scared? Yes. I was scared to find out that maybe this is going to be the exact same feeling that I got with every single, you know, Souls-like game. Which is, this is ridiculous. I don't want to keep doing this. I don't understand why. I have, Why am I, you know, going up against a wall and just keep smashing my head in? Why do I keep doing this to myself? I'm just going to turn it off. So, with this game. I've turned it on. I see the beginning part. And really what got me, and it, well, it gets me every time, because every single time you turn the game on, it the same beginning cinematic plays. And it's when the, whatever it is, and I assume it's a dragon, a big-ass dragon, and I assume it's the dragon at the end, at the very end of the trailer, the, the beginning cinematic, that comes up behind the castle. I assume it's that one, because that one's pretty freaking big. But... I kind of also feel like it's something else because the way that it cascade, the way that it's shadow cascaded across, you know, the top and it was flying and it had, it was holding somebody. And this is at the very beginning. So it was holding the, the guy just between its claw, basically. And I'm telling you, I don't know what it was, but again, I assume, I assume it was that big ass dragon. I really do. But because I couldn't really, it, it didn't show more than just the claw and then went up, but the 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 widespread of that um, of that shadow was so big that I just was like, I don't know if it is that dragon. Like, I feel like that's bigger than the dragon. So, again, all of these questions from the very, the beginning cinematic is where I was like, okay, this has got me. So now I'm, now I'm, I'm engaged. I want to, I, I want to know what's going on here. Play through the first part and then well, get into the, you know, the world and whatever, and I die. And then when I die, now my health is half, basically. Yeah, it's half of what I've got. And I'm like, oh, okay. and then I've got this blue, you know, mist over me, basically, a blue tint. And basically, I am now a soul, or I am now just a, yeah, I'm a soul. I, I, I don't, I don't have my soul. I'm sorry. My soul is gone. So now I'm just a a spirit in a sense but so cut health is cut in half and now that's really how you're experiencing the game i mean again unless you're a badass i'm i'm not a badass guys not right now and probably not ever with this one but um i 
it's not that something that you it's you know whenever you get whenever not even kill somebody it's whenever you kill a boss that's when you get your souls back and when you have a full life bar as soon as you kill, get killed once you're right back down now there are a lot of items and a lot of everything and the first part of me playing it i didn't realize that i had this ring and this ring apparently whenever you are in your soul form or i'm sorry your um your i guess we'll say spirit form um whenever you're in that form it just boosts your hp while you're in spirit mode so it's a little bit it's probably about like three quarters full instead of just half full and I played through a decent part of this not knowing that. And what I really like about this, spoiler alert, I'm liking it. That was a spoiler alert. That was, I mean, that, that spoiler alert was late. I'm sorry. But I'm liking it, guys. Like, that's the thing. It's, and what I'm liking about it is something that I really didn't like with Returnal. And that's just the, yeah, I'm trying to do the same thing. And the area is the same that I'm going through. But because it's, all different every time you go through every time you die I can't really plan for what I'm doing you just kind of have to plan for everything all at once even if nothing happens or everything does happen and it's like that was I think what really made it more difficult for me to kind of get through but because this is again a just it's a linear path everything is the same everything's laid out you've got your two guys over here you've got one guy's gonna come one guy over here to your right's gonna come done next guy up here's gonna come there's another dude over here, two more up there, one to the right, two coming down. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I basically just almost, because I know some of it was wrong, but almost told you all of the enemies that I'm going to have to fight going up this um, staircase up to the main corridor of, the, uh, of this castle in the very first area that you get to. I know that because I've done it multiple times, but the difference is I have done that exact same thing multiple times to where... I know exactly what I need to do. Getting through that area is nothing. Like, I know, block, one hit, one hit, they're done. Block, one hit, they're done. Block, one hit, they're done. And it's just what I've got, the sword that I have, and I don't even really want the sword. I had to learn how to use this sword because I, my other sword was um, deteriorated. And, and that was the one that I can use with a shield. This one, I'm not strong enough to use this one with one hand. Therefore, I've got to use it with two hands. So I had to learn how to fight with two-handed weapon with a two-handed weapon like this. However, this this sword is powerful. And I can if I do my strong attack, it's for grunts, the little grunts, the little, you know, nobody's there's a those are one hit kill, done. You know, if I can if I get my shot off before them, they're out. They they don't even get a shot off. So it's stuff like that where I'm learning how the different weapons work and how, you know, the stamina is working and how it can work in my favor and it can work to my disadvantage. And, you know, I have played a different, I've played a bunch of different games. Again, Jedi Fallen Order is one of those games that kind of, it is not like this. Obviously, there are a lot of different checkpoints that you can get to your meditation points that you can sit down at and that saves it. So if you die, you go right back there and there's, they're scattered throughout every environment that you have to go through, go to throughout the game. Now, it's obviously not the same, but the combat is similar where you're very much you have to watch your enemy you have to know what's going on and you have to plan accordingly and if you can't then that's where you're going to get caught so to, i've already learned how to you know deal with the stamina through jedi fallen order through you know losing multiple battles 
because I wasn't understanding it. And then towards the end of the game, I did start to get it. And I was like, because I pushed myself through this game. It was difficult for me to get through it. But the story was so impelling. And I obviously, I mean, I it it grabbed me and I had to keep going. I pushed myself to finish it. And I think because I pushed myself through that, it kind of got me, a, again, at that was the, the, the stepping stone is getting through that for me personally. And then going now to Demon Souls now. And again, I've actually tried another one. It's um The Surge. Many of you guys know what The Surge is. The Surge is the, the Souls-like game. It's in sci-fi setting and you are in a mech. A, um, and you have to, the way that you upgrade yourself is by cutting off limbs by different people or from your different enemies. So the Surge, one, I bought, didn't know that it was a Souls-like game, got into it, got past the first area, got into the second area. And when I got into the second area, I was not prepared. I got through the first boss, but after the second area, I was not ready for it. So that's where I'm at now with Demon Souls. I'm in the second area. Got past the first boss in the second area, so now it's time to see what I can do. But I played Surge 2. Surge 2 was a lot better than Surge 1. It felt a lot better. But again, I don't think I got past that first boss. I don't think I kept playing. I think something else came out, and I was like, all right, well, I'm on to the new thing. Because I think I was playing that on um, on PS Now at the time. Now it's all together. Um, but either way, Demon Souls is something that is special. It's very special because of just, I mean, how beautiful it looks, but then it's just, it's it's a perfect recreation of what you had to go through back in on the PS3, you know, in that generation. And it's just as slow, but I like that. I do. I, it, there's something about it. That's just kind of methodical. And, you know, I've got buddies at work that are telling me about they're, they're both playing Elden Ring. I got two buddies. They're both playing Elden Ring and they come in, they tell me all kinds of different stuff that's going on with them in Elden Ring. And it's really cool. And I really wish that, you know, I could get into it. That is the point of me going through Demon Souls. I'm not going to go through and finish it. I'm not putting that on myself to finish this game and beat it. I'm not trying to do that. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to ga gather an understanding of how this game operates and how this game works. And if I can do that, I would like to go to Bloodborne. And I want to see, I want to go back to Bloodborne. Now, I haven't said this, but Bloodborne was the very first, like, Souls-like anything that I played ever. Again, by accident, didn't know that it was. And I, you know, I had just gotten my PS4 and I had heard a whole bunch of, you know, uh, ruckus around this new game called Bloodborne. And it's supposed to be really, really good. And, you know, going to test the boundary of the PS4. And I was like, oh, perfect, perfect. This is the perfect game that I, exactly what I wanted during, you know, to see what this console could do. Exactly what I needed. Go and pick it up, put it in, play it, and got brutally murdered multiple times. And <laughs> I was uh, not prepared at all. And I uh, took that back real quick. And got something else. And I'm sure that's what happened a lot of the time with these games. Or not with these games specifically, but with that one specifically. Because I feel like a lot of people were not really, you know, when they first went in, again, if they're not paying attention. Because I wasn't at that time, I really wasn't paying attention to all of this uh, gaming news. I didn't realize that, you know, there were people doing gaming podcasts like my own that I'm doing now. And like I, again, like, it's crazy to think that. I never, you know, even knew that that was a whole section of, you know, the internet and of, you know, podcasting that people did this for gaming. But 
And I obviously do. And there are companies that completely revolve around that. And I knew IGN and Game Informer, but those are really the only ones that I knew, you know? So it's just really cool to look back and think of and see. But back to the Demon Souls. That My point is I want to gather an understanding of it so that I can progress further through FromSoft's, you know, uh, you know their genre, so the Soulsborne genre. And I... The, go the end game, the end goal is to get to Elden Ring before 2022 ends. I I do want to play it, and I'm trying to muster up the courage. Those guys, they're telling me every, you know, I've, my one buddy who at this, you know, the one from work, but one of them, he has played every single FromSoft game. Except for, I, I don't think he's played, I think he may have played Demon's Souls, but didn't beat it, but he's done Dark Souls 1 through 4, or I think there's, pretty sure there's 4, right? I don't know, but pretty sure there's 4 of them. But went through 1 through 3 or 4, and um, played Blood, went through Bloodborne, went through Sekiro, I don't know if he's done Neo, obviously that's not from software, but um, went through Sekiro, and obviously on Elden Ring right now. And he has told me, he's like, man, the best one to go to is 3. And, you know, I do, I, I kind of want to try it. I do kind of want to go to it and see what's going on with it, man. Because, you know, maybe a faster paced one, one that it has a little bit more, you know, checkpoints that are involved. Maybe that'll get me kind of where I need to go and get me a little bit more acquainted. So this is all in efforts. This is all like a study in trying to learn this style of game so that I can tackle Elden Ring head on. Right and not go in there blind and not go in there not understanding what From Software is really trying to do, you know. And I've I've known what they're trying to do. They're trying to punish you. That's what they're trying to do. But they're also trying to show you patience, and they're trying to show you the gratification in defeating a foe that has beat your face in time and time again. And I can say that that it I have felt that in in points. You know, when the, I, you know, as I was exploring and going through, finally get up to a part and I'm like, okay, go left or right, start going to the left. And there was a knight over there. And it's like, oh, crap, I've, I've never fought a knight before since I've started this. So this is going to be fun. Didn't know anything of what he was going to do. So it's like, all right, he's a tough one. He's, he's going to be a problem because I probably need to get over there. And turns out I did. That was where the next area was. Um, so... I decided to go back the other way, died, went, started back from the beginning. And then before I made it back over there, I found out that I had Pine Resin. And if you're familiar with the Souls games, Pine Resin will um, enchant your rights, whatever weapon is in the, your right hand, and, with fire. And you can use that. And you can use it against your enemies. And it's fantastic. I'm telling you, it makes it so much more powerful. And I had, I, you know, my other sword was deteriorated. So I had my, um, I believe it's called the Bastard Sword. And I had that sword, double-handed, on fire, and took him out in three hits. One, two, three. And now I can go up to him without that fire because I'm out of the Pine Resin, unfortunately. Because I've been, you know, been lackadaisy with it. Trying to get further and farther into that. Well, I mean, really, that's, if it wasn't for the Pine Resin, I wouldn't have gotten past the first boss. I needed every bit of that pine resin. I think I used all of it up on the first boss. So definitely came in handy. And you know what? Now I don't have any. It is what it is. I'm at the I, I finished him. Now I'm one step further past in this uh in this little area. And there's I believe five or six areas, six more or there's five or four or five more areas, because I believe there's five or six total. So um and each area looks like there's different 
not I wouldn't say levels because they're not really levels they're just different sections and after you beat a boss then you get the basically a checkpoint and you can teleport right there to the other there to the one that you started at or you can teleport back to the nexus and that's kind of where you can take a break and not really have to worry about getting killed so that's where uh my Jedi trainings have been for this last week guys I am Slowly but surely, making my way to Elden Ring, and I probably will be playing a little bit more of Demon Souls after we get done recording. But, let's touch on our first holocron of the night, guys. I'm sure you've been waiting with bated breath as to what studio I could be referring to for their next game at the top of the show. What? What is this studio? Who is this? Well, I wanted to keep it a secret because it ties into what we were just talking about. I'm going to be talking about From Software, guys. Miyazaki says, from, so from Software's next game is in the final stages of development. This is from Chris Scullion over at um, VGC. So he writes, The Elden Ring director has suggested the project has been in the works for six years. Elden Ring director Hidetaki Miyazaki has claimed that the next From Software game is nearing the end of development. In a new interview with Japanese site 4Gamer, Miyazaki was asked about a previous comment he had made in a 2018 interview about having multiple games in development. Asked if one of those games was still on the way, Miyazaki confirmed, yes it is. We are in the final stages of development. That was a quote. Uh, in the previous 2018 interview, Miyazaki had stated that since 2016, the studio had, be, um, had been working on th um, three and a half games. And, uh, three and a half games. The half game being PS4 VR title Derecine. Quote, There are 3.5 lines that have been in the works since that time, Miyazaki said. Point five is Derecine. One is Sekiro. And remaining two are unannounced titles. End quote. When asked to elaborate, he said, Quote, It's not the right time to talk about them in detail, but I think they are both games that are typical of us. It will take a little more time but I think we will be able to tell you about them one by one as they take shape, end quote. In the four years that have followed since the interview, one of these games was revealed to be Elden Ring, but the other has still never been announced. Given his claims at this time, this new and unannounced game has seemingly been in development since at least 2016. It's believed that the game in question may be Armored Core 6, which was reportedly mentioned in a consumer survey earlier this year. Reset Era user Red Licorice claimed in January that they had received a survey from the Elden Ring and Dark Souls studio, which seemingly revealed the first details on the next unannounced mech combat game. The alleged unnamed installment, which would be the first full Armored Core title since 2012, was said to feature a, quote, sci-fi world created by Hidetaki Miyazaki, end quote, three-dimensional dynamic action, and a high de uh, degree of freedom in customization. All right, guys, so this is really cool. So, uh, obviously, they're, you know, he said that they were working on games two and a half. And he's already, uh, they've already come out with, you know, details on the point .5. And then they've come out with what, you know, one of them already was. And now we already, obviously, got the Elden Ring. So there's one left, and he's already said that that's in the works, right? Now, do we really think that they've got another banger on their hands? Again, that Armored Core, I've been hearing for, it feels like years. It really does. And to find out, like, I didn't realize that it had not been announced. I didn't realize that it was an unannounced thing. It was just a rumored thing. I thought that this was like, no, like, 
it's coming. Like, they said it's coming. We just don't know when it's coming at all. Like, I thought it had been. They did come out and say, no, we're working on it. But apparently, I mean, from what this, how this reads, it doesn't look like that. So to think of that, of like, wow, okay. So yeah, like, I definitely think it's that Armored Core game because that's, that was their, you know, what started them, you know, to begin with, what started them in this industry. And why would they not want to kind of go back to the roots, but not only go back to the roots, go back and do things different. So then that way they can, you know, kind of not even right the wrong, but do things with better tech, the way that they actually want to without any shortcuts and shortcomings. They can really produce something that is powerful and what it makes an impact and what means something to them. And that's really cool. And I, I, I'm excited to see, you know, a mech game from this studio because, again, I am doing all of this. I'm about to play through multiple, you know, of their games just so that I can play Elden Ring because I really like I mean everything I saw of Elden Ring I'm like I I want to play this and I really should have been doing this beforehand you know doing this prep beforehand you know um back in last year before uh February and I said I was going to I never did so now we're doing it now because I really want to get this and man I might be getting it on the Xbox if I'm being honest because I you know I've got the the buddies at work they both got they both got it on the Xbox so and then, too, I could play it back and forth between the room and the living room. Yeah, man. Like, I might I might go Xbox with it. But, see, it's going to be a lot of space. That's going to be a lot. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm, uh, But I'm looking forward to, you know, mustering up the courage to get to Elden Ring and uh, trying to, you know, tackle this game head on. But to see, you know, again, them having Armored Core under their belt and this possibly being that game that was discussed all those years ago, I, it's it's looking like that that might be it. I'm telling you, it's looking like I, I could see it being the case. I could, and we'll just have to, you know, we'll have to keep an eye on it and keep seeing where you know keep an ear to the ground as to where this story goes. Not even this story, but just where the From Software story goes and when we think they're going to announce something. I mean, you know, like Elden Ring was huge for them, and it, it took them a lot to get that out the door. So, do we see them? even talking about that this year do we see it coming in like um what is it um the game awards do we see that happening so that's like you know kind of where my head's at i don't think i i don't i don't feel like we would see it at game awards i feel like that's still kind of early considering i mean maybe maybe we do maybe we do i mean if, if they're saying that you know they've been working on this they might have something to show a little something to show even if it's something cg if nothing's been shown before they could do CG and add Game and um, Game Informer. <laughs> they could do um, a CG trailer at the Game Awards, a little something something, and then they've already they're already tight. You know what I'm saying? They're already tight with Keeley. So another one of his shows. That's where Elden Ring debuted too at Game Awards. Talking myself into this, guys. All right, but let's get over to the next holocron of the night, guys, and that's going to be Sonic Frontiers. So. This is another article from Screen Rant. This is by Joshua Cole. And it's his thoughts on Sonic Frontiers. And I wanted to read through this in just see if I can't, you know, obviously attest to what his, you know, what he feels. But title reads, I can't tell if I'm going to hate Sonic Frontiers. And I'm like, oh, man, I really, I don't, I don't want that. I, I really hope that this is going to be a good game. Because, like, I mean, I, you know, looking at it. It looks promising. Like, this looks like they are trying to adapt Sonic 
to an open world, you know, setting. Obviously, that's what they're doing. But it's, you know, you can see the effort there. And it's not just like a slouch. They're not just like slapping stuff together. At least it doesn't look like it. It looks like they're trying. It's just, it does look a little, you know, lackluster. Like it's missing something. Like I see the points and I see everything there and I see what they're trying to do. And it does look fun in a sense of like when you're just going around. But like, then what was the point of really doing the open world aspect of it? There's got to be something. And I'm hoping that there is something. And again, hearing Blessing and Tim talk about it on Kind of Funny, they had, you know, high-ish praises. So it's cool to see that, but they're also high on Sonic. Like, they love Sonic. So, like, that's their that's their shit. So, like, you know, it's it's kind of, it's not biased, because I know they're not they're not being biased, but again, that's their, that's their ish. So they can, if, you know, it doesn't matter how, not even how bad, because, you know, bad is bad. But if... Sonic is, you know, if it's a decent game, they're going to like it. They're going to they're going to play through it, you know? So, I I'm really hoping that this is something that is going to land. But let's get into the article. So he goes, "Based on first impressions, Sonic Frontiers needs to show off stellar platforming gameplay in order to prove it's ready for release in 2022." Sonic Frontiers has been getting gameplay trailers and first looks, and these first looks have been wildly uneven in terms of reception. Given Sonic's history of this game, of, of his games being wildly uneven themselves, this is no surprise, but it has been five years since the release of Sonic Forces, and fans are looking for a return to form. Even when trying to draw conclusions from gameplay footage, Sonic Frontiers is proving to be a tough game to analyze. Every triumph and disaster has only made Sonic a more interesting character in popular culture. From Sonic 06 and Sonic Boom to Sonic Generations and Sonic Colors, the new games all keep um, the spirit of Sonic alive, regardless of the game's quality. The pre-release speculation from hands-on previews of Sonic Frontiers is part of the fun, but it can also be terrifying knowing Sonic's lowest lows have been disastrous before. Regardless of whether or not the game is open world, Sonic games haven't ever been this exploration-based, um, or this exploration-based, and Frontiers is a huge step for the series. However, only time will tell if Sonic Frontiers is a stepping stone towards a better future or if it's a well-beloved um, title in its own right. As of now, the game still looks promising, but Sega and Sonic Team haven't shown off enough of the game to prove Frontiers will, um, will be successful. Sonic Frontiers seems to have a fine base style, with the explorable open areas being littered with smaller challenges to complete in a given time frame. Super Mario Odyssey worked in a similar way, and if Sega's newest Sonic title can harness the exciting environment design of the game, it should be a fun to play. Sega has already shown off Sonic Frontier's open-world combat gameplay and environments, but variety of both gameplay and atmosphere will be key to making Sonic Frontier's a success. A lot of the Sonic Frontier's um, or a lot of Sonic Frontiers' success will be dependent on how exciting it is to platform around different environments and how players are rewarded for doing so. Even, Mar or even in Mario Odyssey, stringing together different moves to skip parts of a level is a worthwhile endeavor on its own. However, Sonic the Hedgehog requires precision when it comes to level design that open-world games often, ne often neglect. While Sonic's older titles are 2D platformers, they still had sprawling level designs that felt smooth, no matter which way a player went. Sonic Frontiers built an open world like Kirby's most recent game, The Forgotten Land. 
so it's important for Sonic to feel fun to control, no matter what stage element a player chooses to interact next. Sonic hasn't had an outright disastrous game since the era of the Wii U, so even if Sonic Frontiers becomes a flop, it will probably still be playable and fun to explore. Pokemon Legends Arceus proved that an open zone game doesn't need to be perfect in every department to be a success. In the case that Frontiers is a Sonic 06 level disaster, it may still be an interesting oddity for fans to check out. The Sonic series has Sega's best and worst games, but that has only made fans more loyal. Sonic Frontiers represents a large shift in gameplay style, but one that seems inspired and promising. Alright, so that's all we've got there, and honestly, I didn't read this, so it looks like he hadn't even, he didn't even, he's just basing it off of what he's seen as well. So, again, you know, but he's not wrong, you know, where, it, that's kind of where I'm at as well, I'm just like, you know, it looks like it's fun, but also I feel like there's, we need to see more, there's, we need to see a little bit more for me to kind of like, you know, fully, fully get behind this, but I can tell you what, it looks pretty, and it looks cool, and it looks good, as in, like, visually, and, you know, it so much so, I was like, I, this for sure was going to be a PS, uh, or PS, a, uh, Switch game, I was gonna totally get that on the Switch, and then I saw how, I saw it running, uh, when I was looking at those trailers, and I was like, yeah, I'll be getting that on the PS5, for sure, I want it to look like that, and it's not gonna look like that on the Switch, it is what it is, so, um, but you know, I, I am, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really, I really am looking forward to it. And he's right there. They've got, they've got a lot that they've got to, you know, iron out, not even iron out, but they've got a lot that they need to do, you know, because they're changing the formula and they're changing what Sonic is and, you know, basically from its foundation, but still trying to keep that level of like certainty of who he is and what this game is supposed to do. It's supposed to reinvent the franchise, in a sense, again, maybe they're just testing the water, trying to see what's happening, you know, I, we kind of felt like that's what was going on with Pokemon Legends Arceus, and they did, you know, touch on that, but they did feel like that was what they were doing when they went into those, you know, open zones, but then, you know, we got an announcement, not like, what, two, three months later, saying that, oh, hey, guess what, there's two more um, mainline Pokemon games coming out end of this year, we're doing two Pokemons this year, read it and weep and I'm like I'm getting that one now too because I'm I'm into Pokemon guys I'm into it like I played a lot of Pokemon Legends Arceus so I you know and I think what got me is it just was a little too drab for my taste like I, I I'm very colorful very I love colors and game is not like super if it's just like really really drab like in that sense like it's again setting cool yes but seeing the new one when I saw that trailer that's kind of what was like I might just wait for that and then I heard that it's going to be open world too oh boy it's like okay well then I may yeah for real just wait for that one so I think that's what's going to happen I, and I, I'm going violet I'm saying it right now dropping it going violet either way I digress uh Sonic it's got it, it's got its work cut out for it for Sonic Frontiers and hopefully it can stick the landing and, you know, we can be talking about this, you know, if it slips, it slips. It is what it is. Maybe they need to delay it so they can, you know, put a little bit more TLC to it. I'm not saying they do. I'm saying if it does, who cares? It's going to be fine. Let's just let it happen and then we can play a great game in 2023. So hopefully it does it though and it comes out and it lands. That's the, the real thing. We want it to come out and just land and be perfect. So let's land here, guys, and let's touch on... 
10 video games that fans love to hate. And, you know, I, I came across this article and I thought, well, you know what? This would this would make a good little discussion here. So why do the, why there's so much hate, so much in the world in general, in the world in general. You know, there's hate everywhere. Social media, pff, get out of here. There's it's it's just full of it. But, you know, again, follow the right people and then you might not see it, but you're still probably going to if you if you if you dig a little, you just peel back one layer and you start to see the hate and you start to see the bull crap. But again, I digress. It is what it is. The uh, but why in the video game space we've got it's just people that just feel like they need to talk shit about anything. Just they, they because they want to. That's really it. Just because they ain't got nothing better to do, might as well tear something down, right? Might as well. So they've got this list out here and I wanted to go through and I wanted to see, you know, what is the reasoning why, why I would think that people, you know, wouldn't like these games and why, why they'd be hating on them and see if, you know, I kind of pick up that sentiment, if I understand why. And, you know, if, I am one of those people that, you know, I, I, I do hate these games. Now, I do try to pride myself on, you know, not, not hating games. You know, I don't want to hate a game. If I don't like a game, I just don't like it. You know, it's just, that's just it. But when looking through this list here, man, like he, it, it's, they got some spicy ones on here. So it's going to be, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. But um, let's, let's just dive right in, guys. Let's just go right in. So first game on the list, they've got No Man's Sky. So again, I don't even think we really need to digress and go even further into it. We can, I'll, I'll read their little part that they've got here. It says, when No Man's Sky was announced in 2013, gamers were quickly enthralled by its beautiful art style and promise a fresh innovative gameplay that allowed players to explore an endless rich in universe in their very own spaceship. However, the game turned out too good to be true as it lacked a great deal of content that was previously promised. And right there, that's just, that is what killed it. And from launch, as I was talking about Sonic, I hope it can hit the ground and it can, it, you know, it can make a splash basically, right? It can, it, it can land. Uh, no Man's Sky did it and they've got spaceships. <laughs> So it's just, you know, it sucked. It sucked to be there at ground level to see, you know, what was promised and what was not there. And it just, it was barren wasteland, man. Like, I remember playing for the first part. I played for an hour. I had to trek. I had to trek to my ship. It took me an hour to get to the ship because I was on a planet that I could not... I couldn't be outside for very long. And I was like, yo, this is like, this is ridiculous. And again, that's just my own experience that I didn't even get farther past that, man. So it's just like, but I've, I've heard the stories and I've seen the stuff. Now, granted, they have taken, they, they've, they've been able to reel it back in. But those kind of things, you know, now they, I mean, again, too, they've gotten awards for best ongoing game. So they're doing something right, right? You know, so like we've got it. We've got to at least look at it like that. They're doing something right. And did they mean to? I, I don't think they did. I think they because, again, they're they're delivering on what they promised. And that is giving everything that they promised during that initial uh, marketing uh, marketing run for the game before it uh, before it came out. They're slowly but surely trying to bridge the gap 
and trying to get in and uh, make it to be what they, you know, what they said it was going to be. And there are some people that think that they've even surpassed that. So I think at this point, they can, you know, kind of get a slap on the back and be like, look, guys, we remember, but you guys have done your, you, you put your head down and you went to work. So that's where I'm at with that one. So the next one we got here is Aliens Colonial Marines. So I'm going to read what they got here. It says, after being somewhat disappointed by Alien vs. Predator, fans of the Alien franchise could not wait to get their hands on Aliens Colonial Marines. The game promised to be a terrifying mix of FPS action and survival horror that would put the player in their own Alien movie. The actual game, however, was not as exciting as the trailers had people believe, as players experienced constant bugs and technical issues. If players managed to get past the bugs, they were faced with the lackluster gameplay and outdated graphics and animations. The game was so disappointing that two gamers filed a lawsuit against the developers for false advertising, making Aliens Colonial Marines a truly hated game. Now, boy, I mean, they were taken to court because they lied to the public. You know, when it gets down to that kind of stuff, it's like, yo, I mean... I get it. I, I'm not going to say I get it. I get it. I, I have not played Aliens Colonial Marines. And we're going to keep on trucking, but I get it. And I'm going to keep, we're going to keep on trucking and we're going to go to the next one. And this is why I get it. Freaking Cyberpunk 2077. I know I said at the top of this that I don't hate games. This is one that like makes my eye twitch. It makes my it, it makes my eye twitch every time I start to think about it. We're gonna read announced in twenty twelve. Oh, you know what? We're not even gonna read. We're not even gonna read. I don't even need to do this. We don't even need to do this one for this one, guys. It's too recent. It's still it's still locked in. It's still locked into my brain, into my memory. God, man, this game was just it was rough. It was real rough, real rough, real bad, real rough. And then it's not even that, cause I could deal with rough again. No Man's Sky was rough. They, they did say that they had these things, yes. But you know what? No Man's Sky, I mean, the developers over there, their studio flooded during development, completely took everything out. And they had to, number one, had to try to salvage whatever they could, had to relocate, find it, uh, get, relocate for the time being, try to get the, you know, the flood dealt with. So then they can move back in and then start working from scratch, basically, with the little, you know, skeleton of whatever they were able to uh, save. So they had development woes, you know what I mean? And they're an indie developer. They got, you know, above their head, got a little into their head with what they wanted to do with the game because they got the backing from PlayStation. I get it. You know, that seems more, I can understand that. What I can understand is you blatantly blatantly lying to everybody not only not only to the gamers not only to you me but to the publishers not publishers i'm sorry to the platform holders to microsoft to sony you're lying to them saying that oh yeah hey guys don't worry about it your game the game's gonna work fine it's gonna work fine don't worry about it come on who are we we're cdpr I'm cd project red don't worry don't worry about it we got it it's like, no, bro, you don't have it. You don't got nothing because look at how the game came out, man. It literally, nobody last gen could play it. And there are people that did. And I don't, I don't, man, I'm telling you, I don't know how. God bless those people because I don't know how they were able to enjoy the game on last gen. I really don't. And I'm not even saying it's just, it was so broken 
that I don't know how they were able to enjoy the game on last gen. I just and it's not there. It's not the console's fault. It's the fact that CDPR didn't take the time to optimize it for those consoles, and then they lied about it, saying that oh yeah, everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine. We're not gonna. I don't need to get that far into it now. The game has since gotten its you know patches after patches after patches after patches after patches. I cannot attest to anything about how it ran on the last gen consoles because I was playing the game on the PS5. But even for me on the PS5, still didn't run good. Still ran like crap. Still crashed every every playthrough I had. It crashed, and it just it it was an ongoing thing. My when I used the Mantis blades, they never worked correctly. Like I'm saying, like legit me. Like when you would swing it, they would glitch, and it would look like I am getting stuck and morphed together it was very weird the stuff that was happening and it just is it's it's one of those things it's like man i was really 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 looking forward to this game like really 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 looking forward to it and this is what put things into perspective for me of like you know what you gotta you gotta wait until reviews come out and you gotta wait until you hear what's really going on with this stuff because these companies can lie and they're not always forthright. You know, Insomniac is the one and only person that I will always bat and I will go to bat for and be like, you know what? No, anything that they do, anything they say and they make is that's I'm going with it, man. But anybody else, I don't know, man, I gotta, I gotta wait and see. I gotta wait and see what's going on and what's popping. So that's kind of where I'm at with it, with Cyberpunk. I, you know, I, I, they, they've done their due diligence. We will say that they have gone back. They have updated it. They've, uh, launched the next gen version of it. I have played a little bit of it. It's it's fine. It runs, it runs properly. So you know, cool. But it, I just feel like the hype is over, and the the time that it had, you know, that it had me engulfed in it and wanting to wanting to do it. And the thing is, even with all those glitches, even with all those bugs, even with all the crashes, I still played about like thirty to forty hours of it. And only got about halfway through because I was doing side quests and I was just exploring the world and trying to build myself up and become, you know, who I wanted to be and and try to get, you know, my money and cars and all kinds of stuff. And I was just I was just enjoying living in that world. And then like all and then I just, you know, the bugs just came, they started getting to me, man. Like and then everything else really the the mantis, the man, the mantis blades doing that constantly were was the kind of last straw for me. I was just like, man, this is literally all I wanted to do. All I wanted to do in this game was get the Mantis Blades and just, like, that's that was going to be my build. I was going to do my entire build around the Mantis Blades. And they're broken. They're literally broken. They were broken for months, guys. Months they were broken. So it's not about, oh, uh, well, you know, it is, you know, it's just, it is, it's an RPG. No, like, that's literally one of the main things that you, that they, you know, they're marketing about it. So you can't tell me that it's just... It's just one of those things. No, like, you got it. That's one of those things they should have had ironed out, I feel like. And, again... Ironed out now, but they also did lie blatantly through their teeth to multiple, multiple entities throughout this gaming industry. And that's kind of where I am very upset. But again, we could say that you, you could say that No Man's Sky did a similar thing. But I, 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 I again, indie developer, CDPR, who has the money, the finances, the ability to just be like, you know what? We are going to we're going to delay. We're going to delay so we can put out a polished product because this is our name and we're going to tarnish it if we don't. But hey, let them tarnish their name. It is what it is. But hopefully they've got a good head on their shoulders now and we can keep on trucking and they can, 
you know, we can continue to enjoy games from them and they just don't go, you know, into the ether somewhere, you know. So, uh, the next game on the list is Diablo Immortal. So, again, this is one that I am not huge, I am not a huge fan of the Diablo franchise at all, really, but to get into this let's see why see why people don't like this one diablo immortal is a rare example of a game that was hated before it was even released the game was announced at blizzcon 2018 to a crowd of pc folks hoping for a or for news on diablo 4 instead blizzard showed fans a mobile game that was met with booze with one fan even questioning if it was a prank those who decided to give the game a shot when it was released found that Diablo fans had a right to be angry, as it is a pay-to-win cash grab. Sadly, those who play the game without spending money will find themselves ridiculously outgunned by players who do. Diablo Immortal players would need to spend a whopping $110,000 to fully level and gear their character, with a Metacritic, with a Metacritic user score of 0.4. Diablo Immortal is one of the most hated games of the past decade wow a 0.4 dear lord okay um yeah you know what though i can see it though i i do understand i i do see that not not so much about the hate with the the fans saying oh i i i want diablo 4 and you're gonna say i can't have diablo 4 you're gonna say i have to do diablo immortal that's not right if i want diablo 4 we should i should get diablo 4 listen you don't run the company. You don't work for the company. You don't make the games for the company. Let the, let the company do the company and let them do what they want to do. Okay? Granted, it's not the example I'm ref I should be referencing that towards. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, if your first initial reaction is, this isn't Diablo 4, why should I give a, you know, give a rat's ass? Well, dude, like, it's still, you know, going to flesh out the lore. It's something that they want to do. Again, give it a chance. But... Obviously, you can start to see it was not a good it, it was a good idea that you, that nobody gave it the time of day because this game, you know, being a cash grab like that $110,000 to upgrade your character. Get out of here. Get out of here with that. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely absurd. All right. So moving on to the next game, we obviously cannot talk about most hated games, you know, throughout the years and not talk about Sonic 06 as we literally just did in the last holocron. But for many reasons, this is one of the worst Sonic games, and it's been touted as one of the worst. Now, I personally have not played this one specifically. However, I've heard the stories. I know what the reasons are. The game is just broken. It just was. You know, it, it, it Sonic controlled horribly, and the story plot and storyline was absurd, and it was ridiculous. And I think everybody knows the kiss scene at the end. You know, we don't really need to touch more on this. This thing has been talked about time and time again. So, I'm going to keep on trucking. But... Over to the next game over here. And this one, again, is another recent one. Grand Theft Auto. The Trilogy. The Definitive Edition. I hate that name. That name is so stupid. It's, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it is unbelievably convoluted. Like, that's such a mouthful. Is it, that is, uh, five, let's see, five, six, seven, eight words. That is eight words in the title. For what, bro? Just, yo, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I get it. You're trying to, I, I, I get it and I don't get it. I get it and I don't get it. I feel like you, you got to figure this out. R really figure it out. You know, like that's, that's just doing the, the job. How about you try to, you know, give it some love. You know what I mean? Make a new title for it. I don't know. Grand Theft Auto, the classic trilogy. 
or the definitive classic trilogy. There you go. Like, it's just that simple. Make it just roll a little bit better. But no, they decided to do that concoction of a, uh, of a name. But anyway, I honestly feel like this one kind of got a little too much hate. Now, again, I get it. I get it. The, you know, what is it? The the rain, the rain was obnoxiously absurd. That was that was ridiculous. Am I right? Like if you played the game at launch, I don't know what they thought. I don't know how they thought that this could be shipped. And I'm not even gonna lie, you know, it did have some performance issues, and that specifically, that one thing. And there's some other things that I've seen on like YouTube and clips and stuff, but. It just makes, it doesn't, I don't understand how it did get through Rockstar. You know, how did all of this get past your, you know, uh, all of your checks and balances? Not only this, but you didn't catch it with any of the games. All three of them have that rain issue. And it's just like, dude, that's like blatant. The first game starts off, it's raining in the city. It's the first thing you see. Oh, I'm sorry, you can't see. You can't see anything when it rained, or at least you couldn't whenever it was like that. So it's just, it does make it seem like they were just like, yeah, whatever, just do it. Just push it out the door. So, you know, I guess that's why people are, you know, upset with it. But if I'm being honest with you, I absolutely, I did like the game. I went and back and I played San Andreas on the Xbox because it was, uh, it was on Game Pass for a while. So I went back and played through that one a little bit and I enjoyed myself. I really did. And that's honestly... With the kinks worked out, that is the way to play the game. That's This is the new way to play these games. At least for me, that's what it's going to be. So I do plan on picking up the trilogy. I feel like now there's been enough time for them to iron out those little minor things. Again, the rain was not a minor thing. That's already been fixed. That was fixed when I was playing it. But the other you know, little things, I feel like those can get ironed out and they should be able to be fine. I'm also waiting on when this is going to come to the mobile side because they did say that that was going to happen but moving on uh we've got star wars battlefront 2 now i already know you already know what the issue is man the great loot box scandal of battlefront 2020 or sorry 2020 of battlefront 2 um so you know this is another tale of ea trying to be greedy and they're trying to, you know, show that, hey, listen, we, we've we got the Star Wars license. If you want to play Star Wars and you want to play with these characters, you're going to have to do it our way. Yeah, you're going to have to do it our way, little gamer. It is what it is. You're just going to have to deal with it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, no, the gaming community came down on them. And we said, no, this ain't, this ain't happening. This ain't going to happen. Let's kind of, let's briefly go over this. Controversially, though. The game required players to unlock the more powerful characters via loot boxes, which could be bought by either slowly earning in-game currency or using real money. This meant that players who spent extra money on the game had a huge advantage over players who didn't. Although EA has since changed the system, their patronizing Reddit comment justifying their choices is still the most downvoted comment on the entire site and exemplifies just how hated this game was. Obviously at the time. They did eventually roll that back and, and roll back the loot system and how everything you know operated in the game but or in you know the uh economic system in the game but still you know the fact that they tried to pull this is it's just egregious and it's bad and again this is coming from the same people who 
for some stupid reason said, oh yeah, people don't, uh, gamers don't want single player games. Yeah, you know, when I heard that, I was like, wow, you're really freaking stupid, EA. You're stupid. You want to know why? Me, right here, I love single player games. So you're dumb. Right there, you're dumb. There's, there are gamers for everything. Every single genre, somebody's going to love. There are genres that I don't like, that somebody else, that is everything that they are about. And that is fine. That's, that's what gaming is. There is, a, there is a game for literally everybody. And I'm telling you, when they said that, that really irked me. That rubbed me the wrong way. But obviously, as we're going forward, we can see that they're doing this same thing as uh, Diablo Immortals did. Pay to win. You, you, hey, you want to you wanna get the most powerful character? You don't have to give me that money. You want to get Vader? You want to play as him? You don't have to give me that money. Money, 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 money. Money. Yeah, no. EA, we're not giving you nothing. We already gave you the money. You know, when we paid for the game, the 60 bucks? Remember that? That was us giving you the money for the game. Yeah, you're, you're not a free-to-play game, buddy. You're, you're just a game, and we should be able to unlock the characters. And obviously, they had to do it. It is what it is. Moving, over, moving forward, we've got the Battlefield franchise. Now, this one shocked me. This one shocked me a little bit, and then I started to think back, and I'm like, yeah, no, since Battlefield Five, they've been on the, the chopping block. That's for three games now, man, and they, boy, this 2042 launch was not good. It was not good. But let's get into the article. Let's see what they've got to say. The Battlefield franchise's second foray into science fiction. Battlefield's 2042's trailers showed off massive futuristic battles with all new mechanics, weapons, and vehicles. After the previous release of Battlefield 1 and Battlefield 5, fans were looking forward to the return of a more modern style of combat for the franchise. Upon release, however, the game became one of the worst reviewed on Steam thanks to its chaotic gameplay, numerous bugs, and lack of features. Gamers also criticized the inclusion of Christmas-themed skins as they, class, uh, as they clashed with the game's realistic tone. The, type surrounding, or the hype surrounding Battlefield 2042 and the eventual disappointment of its release made this game the subject of a palpable amount of hate. Yeah, again, totally 100% can see that the bugs are the kicker for this one it had a plethora of them and yeah just no modes nothing at all for you to do with this buggy uh of a mess of a game so understandable why again the fan base is you know kind of upset and tired of dealing with you know um dice and what they're putting out with battlefield uh especially with one and five not doing well that is something that they need to kind of get ironed out and they need to see what's going on because they, they, they're losing touch with the fan base and that's not a good spot to be in, you know. But moving on, we've got Fallout 76. And again, this one, I still, I, I still hear it today. I still hear people. I mean, even people like that I work with that are still upset about Fallout 76. Like, I think I, we were talk, I was talking to uh, somebody at work and... They were just like, I, I think I was talking about um, Starfield, and they were like, oh, yeah, here we go, another Todd Howard joint. I'm just like, man, is he still, like, why is he getting so much hate? Like, I thought Todd Howard was one of the good ones, you know? So I'm like, dang. But I was like, you know what, though? Yeah, I do remember. I, I, I know he was talking uh, talking up about Fallout 76. I do remember that, and everybody was kind of uh, little a little shit about what he was saying about it. You know what I'm saying? Because it was not what we got when they uh when the game launched but uh they write when fallout 76 was announced in 2018 
fans were understandably very excited. The game marked the first multiplayer game by Bethesda Game Studios and, with um, the rich setting of the Fallout universe, looked to be a hit. The game turned out to be quite the opposite, however, as it was plagued with the countless bugs, dull gameplay, and a distracting lack of human NPCs. This made for a world that felt like a pale reflection of the Fallout universe that gamers have come to know and love. Gamers would much rather have had a great single-player Fallout game over this failed experiment, and as such, Fallout 76 became the most hated game in the franchise. Now, you know, the reason that it looks a little... There are no human NPCs, I think that's because, again, they, they were expecting this game to be populated with players. This is supposed to be an online, kind of like a Fallout MMO game, and where you can still take on stories and do all kinds of stuff and meet up with your friends and, you know, kind of do your own thing together in the wasteland. But they kind of misstepped when they thought of how, you know, attached people were going to be to this. They didn't realize that people were going to want just regular Fallout, you know. And again, I still got I still hear people again in in my groups of you know, saying that, you know, Fallout 76 is is their shit, you know. So it's not that it's not getting played and they still are updating it. We just had the um, Xbox showcase. I finally got to watch it and they did talk about their update that they have coming for Fallout 76. So that's not, not too bad. You know, it's not too shabby. So they, they still are putting in work for the game and they seem to have taken, you know, a, a turn and are trying to give back and trying to do the fan base right by this. But I really think that a, a new Fallout game is what's going to, you know, kind of, get them out of the hole with the fan base, if I'm being honest. But the last game on the list, guys, last one here, we're going to be talking about Fortnite. Now, I know the Fortnite hate, man. I get it. And I don't understand why. I do understand why. I think it's the building. I think that was what it was. And that's because that's why I didn't care for Fortnite, you know, for as long as I, you know, before I played it, I didn't care for it at all because of that building mechanic. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm not a builder. I don't do this stuff, man. I'm not about to learn how to do this building stuff. It's too difficult. I'm trying to learn how to stay alive and afloat, let alone trying to build, you know, cover and trying to build staircases and stuff like that. I don't have time for this, man. So unfortunately for me, that's just, that wasn't it. I, I just didn't, I wasn't it. I wasn't trying to do all that. But, you know, when I first got into it for during the Avengers season, I just, you know, was like, you, you know what? I'm not building. I'm, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it with, you know, just having good gun skills. And that's going to be it. If I die, I die. I don't care. It is what it is. So I did that. And I actually started enjoying myself when I played it just, you know, as a shooter. So I, I I found that that love for it, and now obviously we have the no build mode, which is just unbelievable. It's just perfect. It's just mwah, chef's kiss. I love it. So I do understand the people not liking it, but man, hating it really. I like I I hate when people say, "Oh, that's a kids game." Like, dude, every game is a game for somebody. Every single game is a game for somebody. Number one, first and foremost. Number two. Fortnite is not a kid's game. It can be a kid's game, but it also can be a damn good game for adults. I, listen, I, as you all know, love Star Wars. So what this game is for me, I get to go in there and just mess around, hang out with friends, and use my cool Star Wars skins. I absolutely love it, and I love making the little sets, making the presets, and just going and choosing whichever one I want whenever I'm ready to go. So... I, I just don't, I'm not here for it. I'm not here for the hate for Fortnite. I, I, again, 
I was on that side of where I just didn't understand the game and didn't like the game. And I was like, that's ah, not for me. That's all it was. Didn't hate it. It's just not for me. But hating the game? Mm. All right, let's read this last little excerpt, guys. Perhaps more than any other, Fortnite is the game that gamers really love to hate. The free-to-play Battle Royale is consistently popular on Twitch and has remained the biggest name in the gaming since 2018. Despite its immense popularity, Fortnite is often the subject of a great deal of hate. One reason for this is its constant influx of brand deals and collaborations that essentially turn the game into one giant billboard, constantly cycling through different promotions. On top of this, the, gamer, uh, the game's cartoon-like graphics can be incredibly off-putting for players who are into more realistic shooters, especially when coupled with, this goofy, or with its goofy emotes. Despite the hate, the game must be doing uh, something right, as it doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. And you're dang right, it ain't going nowhere. I'm telling you, Fortnite is just gonna, shoot. Could we see a decade just full of just Fortnite being on top? I think we could. I really do. They they have gotten this down to a science, man. This is like, they are firing at all cylinders, it seems like, all the time. Really, it just seems like they're doing it all the time. But that's, just where, we're, that's where we're at, guys. That's the list of the 10 most hated games gamers and i just don't get it for some of them because again I, I wasn't expecting cyberpunk to be on that list but you know what i get cyberpunk i i do get i do get cyberpunk i'm not even gonna lie not even gonna lie to you i get cyberpunk and there are other ones you know here in the story i understand i do get it i i i can see why people would be irritated and upset with them but like you know let's let's realize again that a game is a game is a game and everybody has a game that's for them and that's what we all love about gaming. We want everybody to be able to enjoy this hobby of ours and this love of ours. So any way that they can, let's let them. Let's help. Let's make that possible. And if that means that, you know, we have these genre, different genres of game, just because you don't like it doesn't mean that it's a bad game. You don't have to hate it because that means somebody else loves that game. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. But guys, I think we're going to end here. Thank you so much for joining me on episode 19 of the JMR podcast. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Jedi Master Ren. Remember, the R in Ren is the same R for Master. You can also use that code J-E-L-A-N-I-40328 at Zox.LA to get 10% off your first order. Please rate the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It'll help the show reach more Padawans. But as always, guys, may the Force be with you.